Welcome to Bodcast, the Business of Dentistry podcast, brought to you by Practice Plan. Bodcast delivers the best business advice, real life stories, and practical hints and tips to make your practice a more profitable and sustainable business. And now, here's your host. Hello, my name is Johnny Drury um, here at Practice Plan, uh, and this is the latest episode of Bodcast. And today I'm joined by Sales and Marketing Director uh, Nigel Jones, and we're uh, we're just going to have a little bit of a reflection, really, looking back on on 2021. Obviously, it's been another very busy year, not just for uh, the dental profession, but society in general as we battled through the the pandemic and, uh, and other issues that have been going on in the profession. So, um, just to kick things off, Nigel, on um, just reflecting as a whole, really, um, for you, what what have been the major talking points that sort of um, people have faced in the in the profession in the last year? Yeah, hi Johnny. Yeah, good to be with you. Um, I, it's um, I, I think it's been a, a really interesting year. It's been a very challenging year. It's been been I think a very difficult year for um, a lot of people. But I also think there's um, grounds for optimism about how the future might shape up for the profession. So I think. Um, Inevitably, uh, the, the main talking points have been the um, safety measures introduced because of the pandemic. So in particular, fallow time and PPE, I think, you know, clearly that's a, a, a been a, a massive impact on the profession, both in terms of the commercial things, but also the um, the, the, the challenge of actually doing the job, wearing PPE, um, particularly during the summer months. I mean, I know it's been bad all year round, but particularly during the summer months, it will have been been very difficult for people. And then the impact of fallow time on patient throughput. So I think that's been a, and remains at this moment that we're talking, still quite a big contentious point about whether or not there's any validity in fallow time. And I mean, there's less debate about PPE, although you still have um, some diverse views on that. But um, but fallow time is definitely, uh, I think, a big talking point. Related to that, because of the impact on patient throughput, has been activity expectations of dentists, whatever part of the UK that you're in. I mean, obviously, that that is sort of more measurable and has been uh, more of a focus in England, for dentists based in England, because of the gradual increase in the activity targets that uh, were imposed. And uh, I, I think that's been quite interesting. And we've reached quite a pivotal moment, I think, because of uh, that the tension between trying to remain as safe as possible whilst trying to see as many patients as possible. I think that's a that's quite a difficult balancing act for dentists and um, for government. So I think that would be that's been a, a point of debate right the way through the year. Workforce really emerged as a big issue this year. I mean, we've been talking about that for for quite some time. I was going back through my archives and finding um, an interview I did with Eddie Crouch, I think, two or three years ago about the potential looming workforce issues. And uh, that's really come to the fore at the back end of this year, I think, where difficulties in recruiting associates and dental nurses in particular, but other members of the, the practice team as well, that those difficulties have really come to the fore and that looks set to get to get worse. Debate about what a new contract um, might look like. Every um, one of the home nations has uh, pledged to have a, a different contractual arrangement in place from April next year. And there's been lots of talk and rumour and some working parties and some consultations about what that might look like during the course of this year. But there doesn't seem to have been an awful lot of progress made other than perhaps in Wales. I think um, Wales uh, maybe have been more... Um, uh, attentive to the needs of the profession and I think they've communicated far more effectively than um, other parts of the UK. 
Um, the removal of the or the announcement that the prototype contracts are going to be removed from practices uh, was an interesting moment as well for 2021. I think that uh, sort of giving up on that approach to uh, contract reform in England was, was, I think, quite an important signal, especially when we don't have anything obvious to replace it. And I think all of those sorts of things combined to, to make, I think, one of the key talking points throughout the year was the mental health of the profession. We know that that was um, under significant pressure before the pandemic even started. Um, 2020 obviously would have exacerbated that, but 2021 I don't think has made things any easier. I think, if anything, it's become um, more and more challenging for many, many members of the profession, and we have to be very alert to, to the implications of that. Yeah, and just would you see it as one of the most important sort of years in, for, for for sort of dentistry and NHS dentistry in in recent history? Obviously, 2020 was a was a manic year, and 2021's been been quite similar, really. Yeah, I I, I think I think we're in the middle of um, quite a significant um, change to NHS dentistry in the way NHS dentistry is going to be provided. That um, it, it's been underway for a long, long time, actually. But uh, I think what the pandemic did was accelerate um, us uh, on that um, that journey. And I think 2021 will have proven to be the moment that uh, we reached a tipping point and uh, things started heading the other way. Yeah. And you mentioned there, obviously, and, and as we all know, working in the profession, there's been a lot of sort of tough times and, and negatives almost. Has there been any positives that have been? possibly come out of, of 2021 and anything that's sort of been good for dentistry? Yeah, I, I think that there have been some interesting points that have emerged during this year that will um, ultimately be be positive. Uh, I, I don't want to, to sound deluded because, um, you know, I'm aware of how difficult it's been. And uh, I, I have had some some challenging um, conversations with various people, various members of the practice team. So no matter what role you've had, you've been under pressure, I think. So uh, in no sense do I want to trivialise um, those pressures, but I think there are some some positives. But I'll start with a sort of weird version of a positive, which is, I, I think one of the, the the negatives, one of the things that's been uh, damaging mental health for the profession, particularly those that work within, the, largely within the NHS, but anyone that's had an NHS contract, is is the realisation of how vulnerable and out of control you are when you've only got one customer. Now, I know you, most practices will have hundreds, if not thousands of patients, but if you're 100% NHS practice, you've only actually got one bill payer, you've only got one customer, really. And I think that the vulnerability that creates uh, was, was really brought into sharp focus um, during this year, whereas people were waiting, particularly in England, to hear what the, the activity targets would be. And that sort of 11th hour nature of the conversation just further emphasises that sense of being out of control. But the reason why I um, include that in an answer about or an answer to a question about positives is because I think it's really important for people to have that awareness of that vulnerability. And I think um, that allows them to make decisions. They're independent contractors, dentists. They can take their practices um, in whatever direction they feel is most appropriate. And they need to do it with their eyes open. And sometimes it's easy to forget that vulnerability, whereas I think actually that's, that's really come into sharp focus for people. And that will have given food for thought that I think will ultimately be very positive. Um, of course, I would say it, but um, the value of membership plans has um, has definitely been a positive. Uh, I think patients' uh, resilience has surprised everyone, including me, and I've been doing plans for 30 years, that um, the, whilst we had a little spike in cancellations from plans as a result of the, um, the first lockdown, um, 
it, it actually then settled back down to lower levels of cancellations for the the, the remaining time practices were shut and um, has you know we've, we've had a phenomenal 2021 in terms of growth in the number of patients on plans so not only are people not cancelling but they are joining and, and seeing the security from a patient perspective but also practices are really appreciating i think the security of the cash flow that comes with it and then the final thing i'll say which is linked to that last point is i think uh, a real positive has been uh, the supply and demand factors are are working in the favor of the profession the uh, availability of dentistry has been restricted, partly because of the safety measures, but largely because of um, changes to the demographics of the profession. More people are working part time. We've had fewer European dentists. So the supply of dentistry has, has effectively gone down, but the demand for dentistry has gone through the roof. So um, not only are people valuing their health, so they want healthy teeth and gums as part of an overall approach to the health of their bodies. Um, the, the demand for cosmetic dentistry and straighter whiter teeth driven by the Zoom boom and people looking at themselves possibly on a daily basis has been very helpful for the profession, I think. And, and and not just in a commercial sense, but also I think in changing the public's perception of dentistry so that they can see that dentistry can really change lives. And uh, I think that sense of the positives as opposed to the negatives of dentistry is, is really gaining momentum now. And I think that's gonna be very, very helpful. Fantastic. And just finally, obviously 2022 is, uh, is not too far away. Um, so just a, a sort of a, a small look ahead, you know, what is the um, personally for you, what do you think is going to be the biggest um, issue or the biggest challenge or impact on the profession in the in the next year in 2022? Well, I think it's going to be a, a continuation of this uh, this this sort of pivotal um, time for the profession and, and for NHS dentistry in in the UK. Uh, I, I mean, at a, a sort of. Um, I suppose a smaller level, the, the issues like uh, actually what safety measures will persist. And I'm sure there'll be tweaks before they finally settle into um, something that's stable. But it, at this stage, it seems unlikely that we'll go back to kind of the pre-pandemic way of working. There will be some changes that persist. So I think that's going to be an interesting thing to see. Um, uh, clearly, you know, you, we're going to be starting the new year with probably a new set of activity targets for dentists in England. I think it's going to be interesting to see how far they feel able to push that in conjunction with um, whatever changes to the safety measures uh, may be introduced by then. Um, how contract reform shapes up, I think, it, it is so important. Um, and that's kind of a statement of the obvious, really. But it, it, it's it's we've got to get some hope for NHS dentists. And the, the reason the reason why I think I think um, they, they need real hope rather than fine words is because of that supply and demand point I mentioned earlier on. They're actually in a position of some strength. And um, with most practices having waiting lists, I think the, the ability to go private, um, you know, pe people will find it easier now than at any other time in my career anyway, because patients uh, don't necessarily have the kind of same array of choices that they may have done before the pandemic. So dentists are in a position of strength. They can take their practice and their careers in the direction that they think is best for them and their patients. And if they are not convinced that that is the NHS, they will go private. And then that move to private will be further accentuated by the workforce issues. And I think this is going to be the real challenge for the government and NHS uh, England, NHS Scotland, NHS Northern Ireland, 
and NHS Wales, uh, is, is going to be the, the workforce issues, the lack of availability of dentists, the difficulty in, in uh, achieving activity expectations, whatever they may be in whichever country you're in. That, that's just going to become more and more acute. And I'm struggling at the moment to see how um, a new contract will be put in place quickly enough to, to um, ward off the threat of the workforce issues that I think will probably be the thing that drives the most significant amount of change um, during the course of 2022. So I think it's going to be a, an absolutely fascinating year. Fantastic. Well, there we go. We look back at a busy 2021 and a little glance ahead to what's going to happen in 2022. So thank you very much for your time, Nigel. Um, and thanks for listening to this latest episode of podcast. Thanks, Johnny.